0: Mark nine thirty three through 37, they came to Capernaum when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them, taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children, my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Thank you, Brinkley. So that's where we're focusing in on tonight. Uh, we are starting a new series tonight, and it's all about service. It's all about how we can serve others and how we can serve God in his kingdom um, and, and how we can use our gifts to, to serve those around around us uh, because service is a big part of following Jesus expressing love to others through the way that we serve them is a big part of the way that we follow Jesus so we're going to spend the whole month talking about service and like I said two weeks from now we're actually going to incorporate our service project into the lesson time and um, and that's going to be a really cool moment uh, two weeks from now but but tonight, we're simply talking about this, what service means to Jesus. Um, now, there's a lot of talk these days about goats, and, and I'm not talking about the, uh, the animal with horns, although those are really cool, and I could see why you would think I would talk about that, because I talk a lot about farm animals. Uh, but I am talking about goat, the greatest of all time. You see that phrase often in sports. Uh, who is the goat? But but you see, also see it in in advertisements. Uh, you know the the goat of whatever they're advertising. You can uh, see it on signs of windows when you walk into to local stores. Here's the goat of whatever they're trying to advertise. I think I saw a sign recently for the Goat of Grills, uh, the, the greatest grill. When I went to a youth minister convention a few years ago, they, were, they had T-shirts for sale that was just a T-shirt with a face of a youth minister on it. And it said, Goat, the greatest of all time, greatest youth minister of all time. And so, um, so the, really, who is the goat. And so we've got we've got a few different things here and I just want your opinion on who is the goat, all right? Who who's the goat? Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? All right? So, all right, so who who says who says Peyton Manning? All right. He's got more league MVPs, so I'll give you that. Who says Tom Brady? He's got more Super Bowls. All right. Some of you didn't vote. All right. Split 50-50. Okay? All right. So, we've we've got some others here. What is the goat on this one? Popeyes or Chick fil A? Wow. Commandingly, Chick fil A. Anybody say Popeyes? Anybody? Logan, unashamedly, Logan Bohr says it's Popeyes. Popeyes is the goat. All right, here's the next one. You ready? What's the goat, Harry Potter or Star Wars? All All right, all right, all right. Who says? Who says Harry Potter? All right. Some of you. Some of you. Who says Star Wars? All right. All right. Some of you. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Last one. And this is this is the one that, that is most often talked about when we talk about goats. Who is it? Michael Jordan. All right. I knew this would get a reaction out of some of you. I knew this would... Get, I knew this would get a reaction. Who says, who says it's MJ? Who says Michael Jordan? All right. All right. Who says LeBron? All right. A few of you. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, so there's, there's this, there's this talk of, of goats. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. And Brinkley just read this. In Mark chapter 9, the disciples and Jesus are walking from one town to another. They're walking from Galilee to Capernaum. Now, you got to wonder, what does one do while walking from one city to another when you are in Jesus' time? You know, we, we read these stories, and they're in Galilee, and suddenly we're like, oh... They're in Capernaum, but, but we, don't, we don't really think a whole lot, or at least you may, but I don't really think a whole lot about, all right, what about that time span in between Galilee and Capernaum, that, that walking moment where they were walking from one place to another? And it, in Mark chapter 9, there's a little bit of insight given as to what happens along the way. It says this, Brinkley read this earlier, but I'll read it again. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? What were you arguing about on the way? But they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last and a servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. When, when I read this passage, I often wonder, how did this argument even start? I mean, you are walking with the Savior of the universe. Now, at, at this time, granted, I, I will give them the fact that they thought he was going to be an earthly king, but regardless, they assumed he was going to be king. And so I, I wonder, how, how does this how does this argument even start? You know, it's like, uh, somebody says, oh, dude, did you, did you see what Peter, did you hear what Peter said back there? And then someone else chimes in and they're like, oh, typical Peter, opens his mouth without even thinking. And then Peter overhears them and he's like, dude, Bartholomew, like you, you are so crazy. And then all of a sudden this argument strikes up where they are comparing themselves to one another and they're arguing about who is the greatest. You've got... Twelve apostles and and they're calling out each other's weaknesses and they're arguing with each other about I'm good in this area and you're not so good in this area and so I've got to be better than you and I'm the greatest. And at, at, at the core of it, they were trying to figure out who was going to be the goat. Who was going to be the apostle that was known as the goat, as the greatest of all time? Who was going to be the one... Check, check, check. There we go. Um, So they were arguing about who was going to be the greatest. When Jesus took the earthly kingdom, who was going to be the one that was going to sit at his right-hand side? When the history books were written about Jesus being this incredible earthly king, who was going to be the one that was going to be like, and Jesus' right-hand man was this guy. And they were arguing over who was going to be the goat. Have you ever gotten into one of these conversations? I'm sure that you have. It usually is among siblings. Usually, siblings get into these conversations, and, and you know you're in the midst of one of these conversations when a phrase like this comes out: "Oh yeah, well at least I don't. I've said that, or something very similar to that." And you know when you start to get into conversations like that, where phrases like "Well, at least I don't," well. I, I, I would never be like that. I would... And when you start there, you are comparing and you are in a conversation where you are trying to figure out who the goat is. And this is where the disciples found themselves at this moment. They are arguing over who was going to be the greatest. But I get interested in... Where phrases and words come from, and so I tried to figure out where the phrase "goat" came from. Does anybody know where the phrase "goat" came from? Anybody besides Clark? It, okay, all right. So, what? Well, yeah, greatest of all time. Yes, that's what it means. But do you know where it originated? Where it came from? All right, all right. So, Samuel, you got a guess? No, it was not. All right. So it was cool. What? No, no. All right. All right. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell Okay, Benny, one last guess. No, kind of. All right. So here's the way this works. So it really started here. Back in the day, Muhammad Ali, do you guys know who Muhammad Ali is? How many of you know who Muhammad Ali is? Some of you do, some of you don't, okay? So Muhammad Ali was a heavyweight boxer who was really, really good at what he did. Um, But he also really, really liked to brag about how great he was. He would often say, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest, and I knew I was the greatest before I even said I was the greatest. And he would brag and brag and brag about being the greatest. Well, in 1992, long after Muhammad Ali had retired... His wife decided to consolidate everything that was Muhammad Ali merchandise. So all of the the slogans, all of the t-shirts, everything that was intellectual property of Muhammad Ali, she consolidated into one business. And she called that business, based on the fact that he bragged about how great he was, she called it GOAT LLC, greatest of all time LLC. 1992, that's where it kind of got its start. People kind of started all the way back in 1992, but it didn't really start to take off until about a decade later in the early 2000s when there was a rapper named LL Cool J. Anybody know who LL Cool J is? All right, very few of you, but some of you. LL Cool J released an album that he called the greatest of all time, GOAT. Okay? And at that point, Muhammad Ali and LL Cool J pushed this phrase out into our culture and GOAT really started to take off. Now, here's what I find really, really interesting about this. Is that we all want to be great. We all want to be known for being great at what we do. I, and, and if you guys are anything like me, like, you have dreams of being the greatest. You have dreams of, of people being like, dude, you are incredible, right? And, and you, have, you have these aspirations and these, these huge things. We all want to be great. But, but here's the thing about being great is that so often we try to shout our own greatness, We try to do what the disciples did here, and we try to argue that, no, 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 Listen, I am the greatest, and here's why. We try to be like Muhammad Ali. He says, I am the greatest of all time. And some of you sitting here, you have no idea who Muhammad Ali is. You try to be like LL Cool J, and I'm the greatest rapper of all time. Most of you in here don't know who LL Cool J is. He's a no-name. And we shout our greatness. We say, no, I'm great, and here's why. I'm the best, and here's why. And the disciples here, they were saying, no, listen, I'm the best. I, I demolish all of the rest of you. I'm the goat. I'm the greatest of all time. And here's why. I love what Jesus does here. I absolutely love Jesus' response to this argument. He doesn't sit them down and say, Come on, guys. Like, why are you arguing? Stop. You shouldn't even be arguing about this. he, He simply responds like this. He simply says, If anyone wants to be first, if anybody wants to be the goat, that person must be last and a servant of all. If anybody wants to be first, that person must be last. And his servant of all. He says, you want to be the goat? You want to be the greatest of all time? You want to be uh, uh, known for being great? Greatness in my kingdom looks like this. Be last. Be a servant. Go serve people. Serve all. Be a servant of everyone that you come into contact with. If you want to be the goat, if you want to be the greatest, Jesus often does this in his kingdom. He flips his kingdom upside down. If you want to be first, you've got to be last. If you want to be a great, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. To live your life, you've got to lose it. To find life, you've got to die to yourself. And he takes this kingdom that he has, this kingdom that we all try to to seek after and this kingdom that we all want to be a part of and he flips it upside down and he says, listen you want to be great? Be a servant. Service in my kingdom equals greatness. Bragging about how great you are is nothing in my kingdom it's service that's that's not really about you it's about impacting others to jesus if we want to be great if we want to be the goat we've got to pour into other people's lives we've got to invest in other people we've got to serve them in in big ways And this goes against everything that we stand for in our culture because everything in our culture says we want to prove how great we are. We want to shout it from the rooftops I'm the greatest, I'm the best. Uh, Look at me, everybody, look at me because I'm so good. And, And you guys, we can see it in how the phrase goat even got started. Muhammad Ali, LL Cool J, look at me, look at me, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. 20 years later, you guys, most of you don't know who LL Cool J is. And Muhammad Ali, granted, he was an absolutely amazing, fantastic. More of you know who he is. But, but my guess is 20, 30, 40 years from now, fewer and fewer and fewer people are going to know who Muhammad Ali is. Because greatness on this earth, completely fades away. But greatness in God's kingdom is eternal. If we truly want to be great, we seek the greatness that Jesus teaches. And we go and we serve other people. But, but I love what, what Jesus does here. It's, it's like he almost reads his disciples' minds because this is what we do when we want to be great. Great is that we see that Jesus says, all right, if you want to be great, go serve someone. And, and in our, it's, nor, it's our human nature to go out and to be like, all right, I'm going to be great. I'm going to go serve someone. Let's find someone to serve. And, and so we go out and we're like, all right, that person, I'm going to go serve them. They're, they're pretty well known. Like People will recognize if I serve that person. And so we set this up so it's still kind of all about us, but we're serving other people. And it's like Jesus read the disciples' mind. And so so what he does is something that is absolutely incredible. He took a child and he put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Here's what's crazy about this. Is we live in a culture and a time Where children are important, they are their own social class with their own rights and gifts and a unique, important part of our culture. That's not the way it was in Jesus' day. In Jesus' day, the men were an important part of the culture with their own social class, with their own rights and unique abilities and importance for the culture. Women, not so much. Children, not so much. They were just kind of byproducts, overlooked. They were important for what they were going to be in the future because women could produce men and because children could grow up to be men. But as they were now, they weren't important. They were an overlooked obscure part of society that people were like, yeah, it's child. All right, child, go away. Like you're not important. And it's incredible what Jesus does here is he says, listen, if you want to be a servant, you have to be a servant of all. And it's like he reads the disciples' mind because they're looking out over whatever people may be around. and, And I can imagine them. This is just from my own head. So take it with a grain of salt. But I can imagine them looking around and being like, all right, I need to serve some people. So what man am I going to go serve here? Who can I serve? Let's find a good, respectable man that I can go serve. And Jesus pulls in a child. And, and I bet, I can just imagine, the disciples not even really recognizing Jesus was pulling a child in amongst himself, they were just probably kind of like, uh, yeah, like it's child, but hey, who can I serve? Like, okay, cool. Jesus is playing with a child, but uh, it's child. Who, who am I going to be able to go serve? And, and Jesus says, no, listen, service is not about you. Service is not about going out and seeking the best person to be able to serve. Service is about serving the overlooked. And he pulls the child in and he says, you see this child that is overlooked day after day after day after day When you serve Him, you accept me. So, my question to you is, who is overlooked? Who is it that you pass in the hallways day after day after day after day that you know they are completely overlooked? Who is it that you see on a regular basis that you you may not even recognize the the lunch lady that gives you your food the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store the the older gentleman or lady or husband and wife that are walking into Kroger and they're walking really, really, really slow and they're in front of you and you're like, good night, could you walk any slower? And they're just kind of overlooked. Jesus challenges us in these moments. If you want to serve, if you want to be the goat, if you want to make a difference that lasts beyond just a couple decades, serve all. Find the people that are overlooked and go out and show them some of my love. Because whoever, whenever you receive a child, whenever you receive someone that's overlooked, whenever you go out and you impact them with the love of Christ, whenever you receive a child, you receive Jesus. You see, when we go out and we serve the overlooked, we are serving Jesus. And Jesus says, in the midst of serving Jesus, you're not only serving Jesus, you're serving my Father God. How cool is that? And, and suddenly service becomes not so much about, all right, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to go out and I'm going to raise $10,000 for missions. No, service is suddenly about you're walking behind the, the older husband and wife in Kroger and you're like, hey, can I get a cart for you? You see, when we think of service, we think we got to do something huge. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. It's it's not about the huge things. It's about serving the overlooked. It's about the little things. The little things add up. The little things make a difference. And if you want to be the goat, if you want to be the greatest, if you want to make a difference, if you want to be the greatest for eternity, we've got to serve God the overlooked. And every time we serve someone for Christ, we are serving Jesus. Every time. The smallest acts of service are service to Jesus. And it's this crazy, upside-down, backward kingdom that Jesus talks about over and over and over and over again. if you want to be great, be a servant. And so I, I want to challenge you guys, the, the practical challenge this week is simply this: um, this week I want you guys to be intentionally aware of who you pass every day that's overlooked intentionally aware of who you pass that is completely overlooked. And so, so this week, I, I want you to not only be aware, but I, I want you to pray, God, show me who's overlooked. And the, the band can come on up. They're going to play another song. Um, but this week, if you guys could pray every day, God... Who is it? Who is it that you would have me serve? Who is it that's overlooked? Guys, I I guarantee God is going to use that. He is going to do absolutely incredible things through us when we do the small acts of service for the people that Jesus says, hey, here's this child. Hey, And it'll be incredible when we start to pray this prayer, we will feel Jesus say, here's this child. He'll say, hey, here's this student that you pass every day. Hey, here's this gas station attendant that you can tell is having a rough day. Hey, here's someone I want you to serve. And so this week, be intentionally aware of who is overlooked around you. And begin to pray, God, help me serve people and make a difference for your kingdom.